And God, we thank you. We thank you now, God, that you will bless us right where we are. Fill our hearts with your incredible peace and wrap us in your everlasting love. Give us confidence to know that we are worthy, God, of love and worthy of your love. And God, we will praise you with everything that we have. It is our prayer that as we grow closer to you every day, that we grow closer to each other. That you will fuel us with a deep desire that will burn within us to seek after you. We pray that we will live a life that is pleasing and an example of who you are as our Lord and Savior. Give us the courage to face everything and each day that we walk into and that we walk into it in integrity. Help us to know that everything surrounding us, God, is filled with you and filled with your love and your beauty and your grace. And God, even in the struggles, we praise you. Surround us with your encouragement. Give us wisdom and let us experience your joy. For we know that in you is the fullness of joy and you are the source of our true joy. And we praise you. It is with everything that we have that we lift up our hearts and our hands and our love and our mouths and our praises unto you and say thank you. We thank you that you satisfy every desire and need. We thank you for your unfailing love and wonderful deeds. We thank you, God, that you satisfy every thirst and filled every hunger with good things. And remind us that we lack nothing as your children. Fill our hearts with gratitude. Even when we are stumbling, present us blameless before the presence of your glory with great joy. For you are our God. You are the God to be glorified. You are the God of majesty. You are the God of power. And you have all authority. So God, we ask you to hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. And fill our heart and our mouths with praises. And that your joy will give us strength. So God, we honor you and we love you. And we thank you. Rather in word or deed, we give your name glory and praise. And with thanksgiving for the countless blessings that you give unto us, for always teaching us your way, that we will hide our word in your, we will hide the word in our hearts that we might not sin against you. So God, we rejoice. We study, we reflect, and we give your name the glory and the honor in all things, for you do all things well. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, fellow worshipers, so let's talk about worship and confession. Bible study tools defines confession as an open profession of faith and acknowledgement of sins to God, our neighbor, or anyone that we've done wrong. I say to you, whoever declares openly and confesses me before men, speaking freely of me as his Lord, the Son of Man also will declare openly and confess him as one of his own before the angels of God. That's Luke 12, 8 from the Amplified. Then we have James 5, 16 from the Amplified that says to us, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that ye may be healed and restored. 
the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is a dynamic and can have tremendous power. Tells us James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray. Not talk about, not tell others, not communicate things that aren't true, but pray for one another that ye may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. So how does confession happen or interact for us in worship? In reality, in today's society, confession isn't something we often do or we do freely. We really struggle with acknowledging or confessing our wrongdoings or doing wrong to someone else. We have become a world of selfish gain, entitlement, and being concerned about what's best for self. If we took the time to completely confess our sins, acknowledge our sins to God, confess our faith and or others, then the words of Sam Cooke, what a wonderful world this would be. See, as worshipers, confessing our sins during worship enables us to acknowledge and recognize our need for our Savior. During worship, when we confess our sins, it enables us to acknowledge and recognize our need for our Savior. We don't see confession as an avenue of connection with God. But in 1 John 1, 9 through 10, we are given a guideline of how confession strengthens our walk with God. And it tells us this. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in uniformity or conformity with his will and purpose. If we say that we have not sinned, Refusing to admit acts of sins, we make him, our God, out to be a liar, contradicting to him and his word is not in us. See, God is honored when we are open. God is honored when we are honest. God is honored when we confess our downfalls and mishap. Confession positions us to God's unconditional love. Confession enables us to ask the Holy Spirit for help and guidance. Confession strengthens our prayer life and love for each other. So why do we attend worship and not confess our sins? Honestly. We're gonna talk about three areas of worship and confession. We wanna explore why they are important to our lives. The first area, grace extended to us through confession. 
Confession liberates our connection with our creator and each other. When we sin, we are not connected to our creator. When we sin, we are not connected to our father. Sin separates us. Sin separates us from our father. Isaiah 59.2 tells us, But your wickedness has separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he does not hear you. When I think of how sin keeps us from our father, the first thought I have is of Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden. And they had eaten the forbidden fruit. Their sin caused them to hide from God, or so they thought. Genesis 3, 8 tells us, And when they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden, the cool afternoon breeze of the day, so the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. So then how is our sin removed? The blood of our Savior Jesus Christ, who extends to us his grace, removes our sin. Grace allows us to rechannel and focus back to our first love, the love of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Grace opens our hearts to the things concerning our Father. Grace heightens our sense of need for God and destroys our self-righteousness. Grace is our hope. When we have done wrong, we need and we should confess our sins and grace extends itself to us. Confession applies to our every relationship. Confession applies to everything in our lives. And when we have done wrong, it is our confession that brings grace to heal us. Confession makes it possible for us not to be afraid for our sin to be exposed. Psalms 32.1 says, Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, favored by God is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Second, confession brings healing and change. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of the righteous man, believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. When we are in a place of needing healing, it is often our words of confession that deliver and heal us. Sin can lead to physical illness, especially when we harbor emotions eternally, especially when we don't release those things. We need to confess our wrongdoings with our mouths from our hearts and be healed. Confession restores our mind, hearts, and soul. Confession restores our minds, hearts, and soul. So we have to learn to speak out of our mouths the things that we have done wrong. Confess before God, our Father and our Savior, the things that we have done wrong so that we can be healed. Some of the physical ailments that we have are because we have harbored offenses of others, bitterness, hatred, 
and all those things that are not of God and we have not confessed our wrongdoings. When we are so quick to point the fingers at others, we have not confessed ourselves. Third, songs of confession. Our worship consists of songs that inspire and move us and motivate us. But let's give an insight and direction to how songs are connected with confession. So I'm just going to give a few songs and some lyrics that speak of confession. The hymn, I Lay My Sins on God. Verse 1 says, I lay my sins on Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God. He bears them all and frees us from the load. I bring my guilt to Jesus to wash my crimson stains white in his blood, most precious, till not a spot remains. Verse 2, I lay my wants on Jesus. All fullness dwells in him. He heals all my diseases. He doeth my soul redeem. I lay my griefs on Jesus, my burdens and my cares. He from them releases them all. He all my sorrow shares. Verse 3, I rest my soul on Jesus, this weary soul of mine. His right hand I embrace, I on his breast recline. I love the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, Christ the Lord. Like fragrance on the breezes, his name abroad is poured. And verse 4 tells us, I long to be like Jesus, meek, loving, lowly, mild. I long to be like Jesus, the Father's holy child. I long to be with Jesus amid the heavenly throne, to sing with saints his praises, to learn the angel's song. And then we have something a little more contemporary. Lord, I need you. Chris Tumblin, verse 1 says, Lord, I come, I confess, bowing down, here I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. And then verse 2 tells us, where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Yes, you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. And the chorus says, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, Lord, how I need you. And the bridge says, uh, so teach my song to rise to you when, t- when temptation comes my way. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. So the three areas that we've talked about as it relates to confession and worship are grace extends to us through confession confession brings healing and change and then there are songs of confession that we need to sing to ourselves and in our congregation so in closing i want to pray this prayer of confession over us gracious and loving god hear our prayer we know we do not always live as we should We turn away from you, from our neighbor and from ourselves. 
We know we dim our light within ourselves with our pride, our self-righteousness, and our need for control. We know that you love us, that you do not abandon us, and that again and again and again, you call us back to you, back to love, back to grace, back to light. Forgive us as we confess our sins. Forgive us as we lay ourselves before you. Forgive us as we talk about the things that are not pleasing unto you. Forgive us, we pray, through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
and almighty and merciful God, holy and righteous. We come in your presence. We confess our sinful, our shortcomings, and our offenses against you. We ask you, God, to pardon all who have truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask for your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you. So, Lord, have mercy on us in your loving kindness and in your ways. In your great compassion, cleanse us from our sins. Create in us a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within us. Do not cast us from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. One more thing, I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, All you need is a worshiper's heart.